recording in progress did you say that yeah because that's what I just heard when I came in <laughs> oh my god that's pretty good <laughs> hello and welcome to table for five with no reservations take a seat at the table for a fresh sweet salty tart and pleasantly bitter conversation hello and thank you for taking a seat at the table tonight we are going to discuss our traveling tips from the table. For any new listeners, we are five moms. We all have autistic children. We have all traveled with our children by plane, I do believe, all of us. Some of us have great stories. Some of us had some hard stories. We thought we would share with you some of our tricks and tips and all the fun things. I think the main thing you're going to hear from everyone at this table um, is how much all of us love TSA Cares and how helpful they are, depending on the airport, it does vary, of course. Um, they told me never to expect help at LAX because it's such a big airport, but maybe you've had a great experience with them. So we're going to chat about that tonight. So seated at a table today with me is Jamie Ramos. Hello. Kim McIsaac. Hi. Tabitha Cabrera. Hello. Rachel Flanagan. And I'm Jennifer Dunn. So ladies, hello. I, uh, I have lots of travel stuff. I love this series. It's been a great series. And I like that kind of a little thing you learn from sort of like, oh, I didn't think of that or, oh, that's a great idea or whatever. So um, who wants to talk about their experiences? Good, bad? I can go. James? <laughs> so we've traveled quite a few times at this point. The very first time I ever traveled with my son who's on the spectrum, he was five months old. So that doesn't really count. Then I could just pop him on a boob if anything went wrong. Uh, <laughs> the second time we traveled, he was... 22 months or like under two, which is when they still can fly for free. I just want everyone to know I've done this with both my kids, like getting that last, you know, free flight in when they're like almost too big to fly for free and don't do it. <laughs> and I know it saves money. Like we had, we basically had to do it because, you know, we couldn't at the time and even now like pay that extra ticket for a seat for your kid. And it is safer and it is better to do it that way. I understand all that, but man, a giant toddler on your lap moving around. <laughs> and then my son who at, uh, at the time we didn't know he was on the spectrum, but very could not hold still. Most toddlers can't hold still moving all around, but my tips all come. We've done two road trips with him. One eight hours each way, the other one about 10 hours each way. And then we've done four or five flights with him. So We've actually never had to do TSA cares. I might have to this next trip because our airport has a really great security that's never too long, but that's changed recently. But we make sure we've prepared our son. We do social stories, a lot of stuff that Kayla talked about in our first episode, uh, a lot of YouTube videos, like this is what you do. You sit in your seat, you buckle up. And some of those things, my son doesn't fully understand, but with the visuals and stuff, that really helps him take things really seriously, almost too seriously to a point where my biggest fear is something goes wrong. Like we get on the plane and have to get back off. Like things we've all had happen. That's never really happened with our son. We've had a really delayed flight before where we hang out in the airport for hours. And by the time we got to the plane, he was overtired. His little sister, who was a baby at the time was overtired. And that was a rough flight, but I'm like, what can I do? We were delayed for hours and hours. So my biggest fears are always centered around something going wrong. And then him not being able to understand like, no, no, no. The social story said, you go to your seat, you buckle up, you sit. But I just over-prepare with everything. I have multiple tablets charged. Luckily, my son's a big eater. Not always the healthiest things. I, I say his diet is all carbs. 
but I'm prepared with like fruit snacks, special things like fruit snacks that we don't always do. And that's like a treat for him. Just everything, every toy he might want to hold. <laughs> like we have a whole backpack just full of stuff. And I don't know, like just really preparing. And then my biggest tip overall is to just go with the flow. Like if things go wrong, I'm going to get anxious and worried no matter what. And luckily my husband's a little better about that, but you can't have set plans. Like we travel a lot with family. And I think we've talked about this before in the podcast, but you know, there's been instances where they're like, oh no, we need to be at this location at 7 a.m. We need like, we can't promise that we can try, but we can't promise that. So go with the flow. If you go, I mean, there's been times like we have pre like obviously go to Disney or something big like that. You prepay to go. And there's been a couple of times where I've been like, we might just not be able to go. Like we might have to lose out on that money, which sucks. But just always being prepared the best you can and knowing that if things go wrong, it's okay. It's a vacation. Our kids are going to have hard times no matter what, but especially out of the norm and out of the schedule and just try. Like we had to warm up to things and now we're at the, we're trying this summer. We're trying to fly to Europe, which is insane. I'm freaking out already, but you know, I'm like, okay, we've done road trips where he's been in the car for a long time. I think he can be on a plane for a long time. But we, we just keep pushing ourselves because it's always been important to me to travel. And so it's kind of one of those things that we worked on. And my son loves it. He loves going different places. He loves maps. He loves Disney. He loves rides. He loves seeing new things. So it's just really important to us to try. Thanks. How long is the flight, James? Um, there, it's a direct flight for nine hours. Plus, you know, airport time and all that that you got to take into account. And then on the way back, we can't get, there's no direct flights the way back because we're flying into London and we're flying out of Dublin (laughs) and there's no direct flights from Dublin to Denver. So we're going to have to do like, it's going to be like a 12 hour overall flying time day, you know, about those. So that scares me more than anything. Here for a sensory tent. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like, do you do the direct flight or do you try to have a layover? My fear is getting on and off planes is going to be hard. So just figure out what you think is good, what you feel most comfortable with. For some people, the layover feels good because like we can get off the plane, run a little bit, get back on the next plane. For me, I always go for the direct flight if I can. So yeah, my thing, the, the and I'll talk more about it after, but my thing is like, there's if there's a problem, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. And there's nothing worse than people that are judging yes. moms. And it's like, I always say, I've said to someone, she's more stressed out about her baby crying than you are. Trust me back off, man. Like people are so Mm -hmm. rude about it. And you know, you're sweating in places. You didn't even know you could sweat when your kid starts to put a little stink up on the plane. Right. So please be patient with us. When Amelie was a baby, that flight where we were, she cried most of the flight. I felt horrible. I was so uncomfortable. People were being very nice about it because they had all been over delayed. They knew, but I will, that was the most uncomfortable thing. And we, we got, we were going to Orlando. We got to Orlando. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get back on the plane to go home. I might just live it <laughs> so bad. I'm just here. But you, Rach, you guys traveled last summer. Visiting Tabs in Phoenix at the time. And that was probably our biggest planning. No, like really our only trip of just my daughter, my husband, and myself. We've traveled a couple of times with my family, which is like a party of 13. And it's been a Disney cruise. And that whole dynamic is so different. Like traveling with a big pack versus doing it alone or doing it in, you know, like just us and the kids. Right. So I love a travel with a pack. I would go anywhere. I would do anything. I prefer direct flights. And 
when you get there, take it slow. Like for us, if we're going on a cruise, we want the day before and the day after, like the day after you board and the, you know, the day before scheduled right outside of the ship. So like it's in Port Canaveral and then we get to get on the ship the next morning and we get to get off and whatever. So we've got like some calm between the chaos of getting off the ship and again, like traveling and then getting on an airplane. Cause that is a shit show in Flannerville. <laughs> too much. In the trip to Arizona, we really had a hard time in a couple of things, but we left knowing a few things that we would do again. And those are an Airbnb that feels like a personal resort. Like we had a hot pool at that house. There was a sweet patio to hang out with Tabs and the Cabreras. It was a nice living room and sort of an off family room as well, which was good. So like, I just believe in several spaces. I cannot imagine having Sealy decompress and having Billy and I enjoy our trip. If we were in a rectangle hotel room, like just kill me. <laughs> I can't like, there's not enough spots for us to like be near one another and, and away. Uh, so I believe in the Airbnb. 100%. We also do like grocery delivery. So the yellow chips and the green chips are there. Like all the things that we can do to prepare and make it like home. But like, Jame, I do a Mary Poppins bag of tricks. Like the backpacks full of new stuff. Shit she's been asking for since December of last year. Like the silly putty she never gets to have. The crayon markers that she normally eats. Now I'm sitting next to her so she can have them. You know, like I, I just dollar store go ham. And in addition to that, the way that I can best schedule our family is to do like an outing or something in the morning and then one in the afternoon and expect nothing else. <laughs> and, and like a come home in the middle. So I pack that way too. So like I use these packing cubes, which are these zippered rectangle things. I put, love a packing cube. Oh my God. I love them available on planet goods in 39 colors. Cause I am about those things that Packing cubes are like rectangle bags that have a zipper pouch or like they are a zipper pouch. So I put my outfit, her outfit, anything that's for that, you know, go to the dinosaur place in Phoenix right there. So that way, like I can take out Tuesday morning and have the whole day. So it's just like stuff to make it easier for me because then I can be on a trip too. And I was just laughing at Adrian Wood. She she did a spring break is like hella late in North Carolina. And so she was just gone and came back or well, she was gone. Actually, she said, I thought I was the first one to come up with this. But in 1998, the mom started writing about how this is not a vacation. This is a fucking trip like this is not a vacay. Stop expecting it to be fun for you, too. Like, it's different. You know, it's a lot of work. You bring your job with you when you're a mom. But I like that, like, do something in the morning together, take a break, eat food that she's comfortable with. It's also a little cheaper than going out all the time and then do an afternoon thing. Come back for a hot pool. I should have said too, Rachel, on that, like, especially if we do Disney, we do a lot of theme parks because my son really likes rides and stuff. But it's maybe two days in a row, but that's like working up to that. We always schedule days in between. And I think- Overall, our vacations are probably farther between because we do have to spend extra money to be there longer, to space out days, to get grocery deliveries, to yeah. all that stuff, like to just make it as easy on yourself as you can. Cause it's probably going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care. I will buy the weighted blanket from the target and the delivery so that I'm not traveling with mine. <laughs> like we bring the weighted, like every single thing. And even back to those packing cubes, it's like when I get home or get to the destination, 
I can take out one bag. That's her change of clothes. The sound machine that like sets up her entire space. I walk in with this one bag, make her room Sealy proof. And then I can rely on that room, you know, that space. I don't know. I just think like considering it to be these two parts allows me to slow down too. Cause I can just anxiety myself right through a damn trip and not feel like I went anywhere besides to like, well, because there's, you just, it doesn't matter. I mean, and, and you've said this, we've all said, it doesn't matter how much we plan it out. I mean, we can plan it right down to the very second, but with our children, I think what is so stressful is, is it's, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> you just don't know what could actually be a trigger or whatever it might be. For me, like I said earlier, I, I do the same thing. I do the day before the day after to have a little bit of Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, compressed time, but the ride home is always a little bit hard because oh, yeah. it's like, you know, you've been away for four or five nights or whatever it is, or three nights. And then it's all the excitement crammed in and then you leave, you know, yeah. and it is, it's the, for us, we're international. So it's a three hour minimum at the airport. Yeah. Well, that's fun. You know, so even before we get somewhere, we're four hours in because it's an hour to the airport and then it's three hour wait. And then it's three to three and a half hour flight. So it's a really long day for her. So I also, We'll do an Airbnb typically because unless it's like one night for a staycation somewhere, uh, because I like to be able to at least. My daughter loves a, a hotel, but I would not yeah. go one night in a hotel just with her. I mean, it's just like well, shit show. My daughter eats, but she's very restricted still in how it's plated and presented. And so at least at an Airbnb, I can make sure she has a healthy breakfast. And and then if it's fries the rest of the day, so be it. We're on vacation, you know, but at least I get something into her and then we have somewhere to come home and decompress and again it's not happening in a little square room with neighbors on each side and you know that's that's kind of nice Kaya's been traveling since she was little like nine months I think was her first flight her dad lives in the states we live in Canada and I also traveled with her before I knew she was autistic so there was many times I can remember being at the San Francisco airport or LAX and not knowing that I just, I mean, this kid didn't stop moving and she was in and out of stores and weaving in and out of things and people and she never sat and it was always so stressful when she got to kind of moving that moving stuff, but she's generally pretty good. I like everyone else here, make sure I have all iPads charged on deck. If there's new movies, I download them so that she has them available. I always try to get Wi-Fi the second we get on the plane. Like everyone else, I bring all the snacks, favorite treats, things, you know, if there's something she's been wanting, I as well will order it. So I have it there. So it's fresh. I try to have fresh things and then hope for the best and order my cocktail as soon as I order her water. (laughs) And that is my number one tip. (laughs) Yes, that's my number one tip. Um, And I'm a big I, I guess I should only speak for myself with TSA Cares. I'm a huge fan. I think Sky Harbor has the best yeah. TSA Cares in the country, but we had them at San Diego. They were great. I've had them in at John Wayne. They were great. We don't have that here, but we have sort of something equivalent to that. Um, yeah. So you just email them and they kind of connect you with everything. So highly recommend it. If people are traveling with kiddos. Oh. Hey, Kimmy, <laughs> what about you? I mean, you've well, been doing this longer than all of us, so... So our first big vacation, we took when Alyssa was five and we did a big trip to Florida. We did not fly. We didn't fly for many, many, many years with her. Um, She was always very unpredictable. So Neil's mom had gotten diagnosed with pancreas cancer. They gave her six months to live. And um, she was like, yeah, I want a family vacation. I want to go to Florida. And we're like, okay, 
we'll make it happen. Even her school was like, yeah, we don't recommend it. Cause she was, she was still very, very hard then. And just ch- change in general is so difficult for her. Like even still. So uh, driving to Florida, it's a 24 hour drive. If you drive straight through and that's not going to happen when you have multiple people and children with you. So we decided that we would drive. We rented a 12 passenger van. So uh, my brother-in-law and my husband took turns driving. So it was me, my husband, my son, Alyssa was five. I was pregnant with Kara, my mother-in-law, his sister, her boyfriend, and their son who was three. So we were just like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to get in the car. We're going to drive and we're going to do it. So there was a couple of things that I knew. I knew because Airbnbs were not a thing at this time. So we're like, there's no way she can do a hotel. Like that's just not an option. So fortunately for us, my mom had a timeshare that she let us use to go down with. So we had, it was a two bedroom, had you know, full kitchen, bathroom, all that. So worst case scenario, it'll be like being in an apartment. We'll, we'll make it work. My biggest tip is don't have a huge expectation because even without an autistic child, when you're traveling with kids, a lot can happen from A to B that you're not planning on. I feel like you sometimes get set in wanting to do certain things and wanting it to be certain ways. And that is just not always possible when you have a child with, with severe needs. Like it's, it just might not happen. So I think that you just have to have that mindset to be flexible to begin with. And we were traveling. So we traveled with all those people I just named. Also my husband's brother, his girlfriend and their daughter was coming. They drove separate, but they were also coming down for the trip. My mom and dad came, they stayed in their own place and my sister came. So we, there was a lot of people there, but like one thing that we just learned very early on is like, we just have to do our own thing. What you're going to do might not work with our child. So it's like, we just have to worry about Alyssa first and like not worry about keeping up with what everybody else is doing, because I just think that stress and pressure on top of you, of course, we want to be with the family and be doing things with the family, but like, it's not worth the fallout of having her do something or go, go somewhere when we already know that that's not going to be a good situation. Well, it's like and, Jamie said, like, we'll do our best, but we'll, you know, try to be there. And we have, think. you know, we already had, our family knew the situation. So we had already had like talked to Neil's sister and my parents and stuff. And they would take my son along if like, for some reason we couldn't go, you know, we would either split, which isn't the best case scenario. Like you don't want to split your family up, but like, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to make it work. So Either well, we so they split. can enjoy it. Like I'm sure Neil enjoyed going with the, you know, if he had to, then sitting. Well, exactly. Or wherever and, with you guys. And sometimes like, it's that, you know, I might have to stay back with her or Neil might have to say so what, whatever, like whatever it was going to be, it was going to, we had no idea what it was going to be. Like we were warned and like her school was like, always like, oh no, she's way more capable than you think. So for them to be like, yeah, we don't think this is a good idea. And we don't think it's going to go well. That was kind of like, well, I mean, you can't say no to the mom who (laughs) given six months to live. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? She's not going to hear any excuses. So, and we wanted to obviously do that for her. We wanted to give her that. So we just did it. And honestly, even in the car, she was okay in the car, but never drove more than like two hours with her. So like we had no idea. And she ended up being the best one. I'm not even kidding. Out of everybody. She just kind of was in her car seat and she used to like have these crayons. She would just take them out and put them back in. That's which is like a common thing that she had. So we, we obviously had that. I mean, this is, there was no iPads then. So there was no, I couldn't give her an iPad. Before an iPad. Yes. I'm Cheers to Kimmy. Uh, 
No and Wi-Fi. I, I think this is before like iPhones and stuff too. So this is because this was 2002 that we that we went. Um, so we just did it. The thing is, she didn't sleep. She didn't sleep all the way until we got into Florida. It took I think it took us 28 hours to drive, almost 30, with like stopping to go to the bathrooms and all that stuff with everybody. She was like a zombie. And she wouldn't go to the bathroom and rest areas. So that was a, a little bit, she would literally walk in and walk out. Like she was like, this is not a bathroom that I'm going in. <laughs> so like, Amen, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Obviously, like we had stopped at like a, like if we stopped at like a restaurant or something like that, that like looked like a bathroom to her. Like, it's just kind of funny though. Cause I mean, I don't always want to go to those places either, you know, but um, we got there. She ended up getting sick. Very next day, she had 102 temperature. We had to like load her up with Motrin while we were at, Disney it was like she was fine when she had the Motrin and then it would only lasted that first day and I really think it was just the not sleeping not going to the bathroom all that stuff just probably took a toll on her and she did amazing like we didn't have to separate her we didn't have to send my son with anybody the only time we split was when they went to um, Islands of Adventure which is all roller coasters and she was too little for that and I was pregnant so I stayed home with Alyssa and the other little boy who was three while they all went. But that wasn't like an Alyssa issue. It was really more of a, they were just too little to go to that particular park. She thrives in water. So it's like all the pools, they had like a huge jacuzzi in the master bedroom, that like one that you just fill up with the bubbles. So she spent lots and lots of time in that. That kept her so calm though. I really think that was like a huge, she was in that thing. And it was, it's huge. It's like a, for a five-year-old, it's like a pool. So she would, they were just all in that, but she did great at the parks. She did the only, I was like, these are the, these are the issues you're into. So we went to SeaWorld. She ended up having diarrhea and she can't tell you when she has to go to the bathroom. So she ended up having an accident and Alyssa's never really had accidents. Like even since she was potty trained, like she never had an accident. She never wet the bed. It just never happened. So she was, got very upset about that because obviously like she couldn't tell us that she had to go to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. when you have to go like that, there's no time to like, you got to go right then and there. And she didn't, it's not like she could like walk away from us, you know? So there's just, obviously there's always like little things like that. Um, she saw Bonnie live, which she loved. I mean, she was so, so happy. She really did. I mean, we, she really exceeded our expectations by far. Um, but I always think there's always going to be some little blips and it's like, you just have to be, we were prepared to do other things. We were prepared to divide and conquer. We were prepared to send my son with other families. If we had to, we knew that like things might not go according to plan. And I think it's really important just to have that expectation and just to be flexible and, and hopefully have the people that if you're traveling with other people to have them have them be flexible because um, it doesn't always go that well. And, and I'm very thankful that we did that because I don't know if I, when I would have taken me to go on a big vacation like that yeah. because it's so unpredictable and you just don't know. I mean, down having to, those supports gives you the, com- the, the like confidence, right. To try because it's like, yeah. Oh, we've got a meal plan. We've got a, you know, whatever. Well, and his, and his mom was sick and this is what she wanted. You know what I mean? We yeah. knew that she didn't have a long time. She was only 48 when she got diagnosed. Like this is we were we were doing this for her regardless we were just gonna and part of it is probably just because we're all so young and impulsive at that time so it's like you know like nowadays I would be like oh like I don't know I would probably overthink it way more but and I wanted to bring my son to Florida like we wanted to with something that we wanted to do anyway so it kind of just gave us that little push to do it 
and I'm glad it did because then we went two years later. You know, we've gone several times since then. And then um, in 2021, for the first time, we tried to get her on a plane. And we never took a plane because, A, I think sometimes when you're traveling with a lot of people, children, it's almost better to sometimes be, like, it stinks because it takes so long and the drive is, like, horrific. I'm not going to lie. But then, like, once you get there, you kind of, you know, once the vacation's over, you're like, yeah, we, we do that again. But it's like, you're on your own time. You can bring whatever you want. Like, yes, it's you can bring everything. Kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it's like, if you're running late or you're running into an issue with something, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's only really on you. You don't want to be missing planes and all that stuff. And we really just didn't know how she would do. We talked about it. I showed her the pitches. And with Alyssa, sometimes she gets, she doesn't like the idea of change. So even though she loves vacation, And once we're there, she really does amazing. She does not like the idea of vacation. She doesn't like talking about vacation. She does not like the chaos that just comes when you have a big family before vacation. Packing is a huge trigger for her. Like there's all these things that really stress her out, but obviously you have to have them before, you know, unfortunately I can't just teleport her. (laughs) So what I do is I do prepare her for a vacation, but I don't over-prepare her. We talk about it. Oh, I used to do social stories. I don't really do those so much anymore, but I'll, I'll show her like things online. I'll show her, you know, show her pictures of where we're going to go. And then I stop because then it's like, she'll get upset about it. So, but then it's like, when it starts happening, it's like, she can make that connection. The airplane was a huge thing. We didn't know how that was going to go. And we were fully prepared. Like, we're like, okay, me, you and Alyssa might be driving like this. She may not get on the plane. Like I fully had plan B. And I think that's really important is to sometimes just have a backup plan because there's just so much stuff that can go wrong. And we only paid a hundred bucks around trip tickets each. So we're like, I mean, worse comes over us, we're out two to $300. I knew like she'd be fine once we were on the plane. It was, it's just a matter of getting on the plane. We did, did the TSA cares, which was great. It gave us the quick security, but they split the other kids up from her and she didn't like that. So that it, it kind of like helped her, but at the same time was a trigger for her because she obviously knew that we were at an airport. You really can't, you really can't hide it too much once you're there. And she was, you know, she got a little upset when they had, they had to like spray stuff on her hands. Cause she didn't take her, she didn't have to take her shoes off. But if you don't take your shoes off, you have to get like a spray on your hands. And she like, didn't like that. I mean, I think she would have been better off, honestly, taking her shoes off, but that's just something we learned when we came back, we had her take her shoes off. She's seen the other kids doing that. And what really helps her too is having the other kids to like follow because she watches what they do. It gives her that expectation of like, okay, this is what we're doing. We bring lots of snacks for the plane. Um, and it was tough. She had to wear a mask the whole time, you know, cause it was early 2021. So that was a little tough. I mean, for all of us, but she was able to do that. She was able to do that. We brought snacks. We brought her iPad. She did great. Once the plane was landed, she was very happy to get off of it. You could, you could see like, she had a big smile. She's like, okay, we're done with this. We were kind of like in our kind of thought process was to like, obviously like we can drive to Florida. Like it's, it's a long drive, but we can do it. But if we wanted to go to California or Hawaii, I don't know if we'd actually have the money for that, but if we did, uh, we can't drive there, you know? So it was like, this would be our opportunity to kind of try to see if we can get her on a plane. And it, and it went well, you know, that vacation went, went really good that we kind of just did. We didn't do theme parks or anything. We just did hanging out, swimming, out to dinner, stuff like that. So how long was the flight, Kimmy? It's a little under three hours. Yeah. Three hours. This is really kind of Kaya's limit. It's almost three hours and 20 ish minutes to Phoenix from Vancouver and she'll be like all done I'm like well 
Yes, we, I understand, but we're still in the middle we talk of the about sky. The plane now she'll say no. And I'm like, but you don't have to wear a mask. I think she thinks if she goes on a plane, she has to wear a mask. So she doesn't just say no either. She's like, ah, ah. Yeah, exactly. She, no, thank you. So, but again, with her, anything that's different or a change, she wants no part of. Even if it's something that she wants, she loves to be on vacation. She really does well. I really think a lot of it too is just practice, like just getting them out there. If you know, if you know for a fact that your child wouldn't be successful on a week vacation, then do a weekend, do something close by. So if you had to leave, you could. The more they're exposed to it and, and have that repetition, they, you know, they will adapt to it. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than, than others, but, and then you just find something like she loves to swim. So that's a huge motivator for her. So like, you know, and that, yeah, it keeps her like calm and happy. But I agree. It's like doing the social stories, showing them videos, kind of like letting them know what to expect. Sometimes, like I said, with Alyssa, like we kind of do a 50, 50 thing. Sometimes I overdo it. You know what I mean? And then she's like, well, I don't know what you just said, but I don't like the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> and now she's smart. Like she takes my phone and she knows how to go back and see like what I was looking up online. We were doing that. We were going to maybe go to SeaWorld and she took the phone and was like looking when we were at dinner to see. I'm like, you sneaky Uh-oh. little girl. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That scares so, me for the future. <laughs> I yeah. know. I'm like, I'm like, how do you do that? I don't even know how to do that. But yeah, there's always a, a bump at you in the road, but to me, that's just life with kids. You know, there's, there's always going to be a bomb. Obviously it's a little more intense with our kids. Like we had, we had an issue when we switched from the Disney resort to an Airbnb on our last vacation. And I mean, it was a big bump. She had a five hour meltdown. Like it was one of those meltdowns and I'm like, we just got to get through it. She's she'll eventually like snap out of it and get over it. But like in my head, I was like, I think (laughs) that's the longest one that we've had. Is this the one where we go home? (laughs) Yeah. And then my husband was just like, he was just so frustrated. I was like, just go up to the room. Like, just, you just got to let it get through it. Neil had a five and a half hour meltdown. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then, then the girls went out to the car and brought all the bags in. And everything that was happening was just making her worse. And she was like, I want to, she's like a Disney five-star resort kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> she has, she wanted no part of this, uh, She's slumping at me, Airbnb. What about you, Tabitha? Yeah, I love to travel. It's always been a big part of what I wanted for my parenting is to take my kids places and have vacations with them. And then we lived in Arizona and our family lived in Montana. So we would take a trip a couple times a year to visit our family with the kids so they could see them. Nixon is a great traveler. Has been since he traveling, flying since he was a little tiny guy. Same in the car. He's really good in the car. It's gotten easier as he's gotten older because he gets motion sickness. Uh, So now he can tell us if he needs to puke. And when we fly, we do a lot of new toys is my biggest tip. We also go old school. So like the best plane toy I think in the universe is a slinky, old school metal slinky for some reason is just like fits on the tray. You can move it in the chair. Um, not much to pack. We do sensory toys for Nora. Um, she has a lot more issues with the people being confined in one space, the food. She generally doesn't eat very much when we're like actually flying or traveling. And sleep is a big problem for her. Sleeping in new places is just like such a challenge. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. We went to Sedona, which is only a couple hours away, and she didn't sleep for 48 hours. And I almost just like drove home. I was like, I can't. This is not vacation. (laughs) We got to get out of here. 
I'm going to lose my I'm mind. Done. And he said, this is not fun for anyone. And we made it through the trip, but I seriously considered just leaving the vacation. So hard. Um, but she's gotten better now that she can sleep in a toddler bed. That is helpful because she can sleep other places. And I think part of her problem too is that we had two years of COVID where we couldn't fly with her because she couldn't wear a mask and we had a bunch of issues with that. And so I think Nixon's exposure to traveling started so early that we had like this good foundation of like getting on a plane and the system for that, he knew what to expect. And so I think with her, it's just now laying the foundation of getting on airplanes or flying somewhere with her, which she did do pretty good the last time. Some tips I would say, like I'm an over planner. If I'm staying in an Airbnb when the kids were younger, I would check and see if they have baby gates available to us. So a lot of Airbnbs do have that where they'll have a baby gate or you can request one to be there or a pack and play um, for like necessary containment space for your kid to like for containment I was gonna say confinement but that is not the right word yeah like like a space where they you can bring them outside or whatever and it still be safe we check a lot of the doors in Airbnbs ahead of time to see if there's photos of what the doors are going to look like sometimes we've brought child locks with us to Airbnbs a game changer for traveling with my kids or going to any public place with my kids we just recently drove to the Museum of the Rockies, which is about a two hour drive from us. And we bring a cart for Nora because she is in that age where she is darting, she elopes, could easily get lost in a crowd of people. She's so quick and so flexible and upstairs, but she is um, great with sitting in a cart. And Nixon now, he he can still fit in the cart, which we do use sometimes. He's getting a little bit big for both of them to be in it together. But it is nice when you feel like dysregulation coming because they both have a space where they don't have to move or touch or feel anything. And you can just kind of monitor where they're going to be. Um, we are snack heavy as well. <laughs> Lots of snacks on the planes all different kinds. iPads, we don't, Nixon didn't really use one for a super long time. Now he does, but he doesn't like to wear headphones. So that kind of creates a problem on airplanes because sometimes the stewardesses or whoever's around you will tell you to put headphones on them. And it also creates a problem with no Wi-Fi if we're only downloading videos and he wants to watch something else. So we do a lot of toys and books and, and games on airplanes. I've definitely sweated my way through a lot of traveling, but I'm with Kim. It's like, I just go in with the expectation that anything can go awry at any moment. And we're just going to kind of wing it and it might suck. I will say that every vacation we've been on, there's been at least one or two moments where I get an opportunity to have a good time with my kids or like have a moment to pause and take in my surroundings. I remember when we went to Idaho with my family, we got a like lake house and Nora was breastfeeding at the time. And the whole time I was like away from everyone because I'm breastfeeding. We have a toddler. There was one door that was constantly being open. And so that there was like crazy monitoring Nixon. Um, cause the lake was right there. You had to go down a hill, but there was a lake with no barrier. And I just felt like overwhelmed that I was like detached from the whole experience because I was away from everybody or chasing a toddler but I 
often got to get up early and we had a window out to the lake and I got to watch the sunrise as I breastfed Nora through the window. And I remember that like being an experience that I can remember and I can take for, even though it was hard. Yeah. For that minute. And it was hard as hell. And I got to ride jet skis while other people watched my kids, you know, (laughs) but I find if you can, even though it's really super hard, if you can find those moments that, oh, this is kind of worth it for me because I'm going to remember this forever. And it it does take a lot of work, but I do think you can build a foundation of like repetition and the more times you do it, the more familiar your kids get with the whole process. And each airport's different, but every time you have to go through security, you have to get on the plane, you have to board the plane, find your seat, get off the plane. Usually for us, it's also drive somewhere. And I think it's worth it. I hope as my kids get older, we'll be able to take longer trips or, you know, adventures overseas or, but for right now, we're just kind of doing the shorter distances. And we used to drive all over Arizona all the time. We'd drive up to creeks. My kids would go swimming up there. I love nature. They love nature. I'm with Kim picking something that they love as your experience or that has a piece of something that they love for your experience helps so much. And my kids are water babies too. So if we have a pool, we have a lake, if we have someplace they can go swimming, it helps them. And it just helps them regulated, right? Regulated. Yeah. Yeah. That just also helps them like, helps them be happy. Like, you know, she's always just so happy when she's able to get into the water like just really it just brings like a calm over her that I can't explain like yeah my kids too absolutely that that mermaid vibe vibe. yeah yeah I do think I mean there's a lot more challenges with Nora than there are with Nixon just because of the level of noise and people and energy and um, all of that is very hard for her in those tight confined spaces but we've had a lot of fun times too so I think it's it is really worth it yeah and and you just have to plan like plan like crazy, but also expect that none of that's going to work. None <laughs> of it. And hope, like I was worried to travel last summer when we went to San Diego because she hadn't been on a plane since COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was really worried. It was, you know, we, like I said, it was a little dicey coming home, but yeah. you just got to do real, a, a real great week. Um, I don't even know who made it, but it, it wasn't the original audio. So who cares? But the real said, um, if you're having a hard time, like it was just a parenting advice thing. And the, the guy said, if you're having a hard time, take a deep breath or like close your eyes for five seconds. And when you open your eyes, imagine that you've come back in time, 50 years, and you have this second with them. And like, you're, you're probably not going to strangle them now. <laughs> You're probably yeah. I saw that exact same thing, Rachie. I saw that exact yeah. same clip, and I told Jamie, Isaac, did it shift your whole like axis? I was like, oh, oh yeah. Because it was like it, if the last time you could talk to them at this age at this time, like oh, it really makes you I was like, Jesus. Okay, okay, I'll calm down. Thank you for the perspective, Mister. Yeah, so, so my, I think that's I, so real on vacations, you know, like yeah. Arizona, listen, my kid was, we were on the side of a big, big, big highway. My kid was kicking us from the backseat of the car. We could not have gotten a better car. Like we, we couldn't have remedied what went wrong. We even were on a ride to keep her balanced because like being in the straps and whatever, but just too much was too much. I don't want to be kicked on the interstate in Arizona. I don't want to be on the side of the road that I don't know. I don't on the want freeway. to freeway. <laughs> yeah. I was in a bad spot too, Tess. Yeah. Yes, you were. You were. But still, we got back to the place. We got her in the hot tub. We got her calmed. 
And Billy and I were able to sit on that patio and like take in a second. It's just, mm -hmm. and, and she would have had a meltdown that day if we were in Minnesota right there at home. Like, you know, I, I feel like perspective is so much of what you need to remind yourself of every time yeah. you have a suitcase, you know? My other so, tip is uh, giving our kids freedom of space. So th yeah. that whole traveling is confinement. They're confined yes. in tight spaces and airplanes and cars. So if we have a layover, I let my kids run in the yeah. airport, like wherever no it's going to be, or <laughs> we try and find a space where they can run back and forth or they can move their body or whatever, because that's a long time for it, me to be confined in a tight space, let alone them to be confined in a tight space. Like I get like claustrophobic on long flights and, you know, so I think giving them freedom to kind of find a space where they can just move their bodies the way that they need to move their bodies. And frankly, I mean, airports, people are hustling and bustling back and forth. So no one's going to care if your kid's running back and forth in some place. And if they do, who cares if they do? Yeah, who, <laughs> who cares? cares? Like Watch away. If we have a, if we had a layover, that would just probably be where I have vacation at the beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not like, yeah. I get back on this yeah and they oh, never left cool. nebraska <laughs> the problem with montana is like most of i mean it's really hard to find a direct flight from here we almost yeah. always have to have a layover somewhere which does suck the boarding and unboarding and the getting in new chairs and waiting at gates the waiting at gates i will say is the worst part of traveling with my children. even if your kid is the autistic oh, we're all we're all yeah. like we don't really have to do that yeah i do not like do not like uh because people are don't want you in their space and you know my kids are going to be in your space i'm sorry we're trying our best over here but, i know uh, yeah. yeah i love traveling i, love I know no i don't i do not no we went to disney when she was five and i got her one of those backpack harnesses a monkey you know that you hang on to literally a, a kid leash and we were walking through the gates and the lady working said don't you think she's a little too old for that uh, and it's like I, I will never hold forget this that. leash for two miles you idiot <laughs> and you know it was actually kind of dad that said you have to get something because Jen it's so packed in mm -hmm. there yeah and you know it just really be the blink of an eye she was so uh, erratic at the time you know she had she really was like the leash is on the bunny the kids were in the backpack. Stop it. Like, yeah, but you know, it's complex the, about our leash. <laughs> was the darting. And so that was really yeah. a safety thing. But it's mm -hmm. surprising at that comment because I can't imagine I'm the only person that's walked in with a child leash on their kid. Uh -uh. You know? Um, and, and the other thing real quick, I just want to say if uh, for listeners that uh, may not be familiar with TSA CARES, you just Google the airport in your area um, with TSA CARES and there's a, a phone number and email that comes up. And what they do is they meet you typically at your entrance and bring you and your family typically through so they can bypass lines and go through security really quickly. And I had, actually, I have a lot of Phoenix stories, but the one is they took us up this back elevator and he said, it's usually where they take all the stars. Like Brangelina was in it when they were there. And mm -hmm. it's just this back of the airport thing. And it's, they were great. So um, I highly recommend it if you're traveling with your kiddo. Um, but yeah, so plan ahead if you can kind of uh, learn your surroundings. I, I do try to do that, kind of figure out where we are and mm -hmm. um, be prepared as we can be, but anything goes, you know, it's a lot of stimulation from leaving the door until you come back home. So yeah. Alyssa's always so happy to come home. Yeah. 
yeah. as much as she loves being on vacation when she knows we're coming home she's also like happy yeah. you know because she's ready to get she's back she's like teleport me mommy yeah. <laughs> well and you so don't know gonna... something's gonna be a problem till you get there either I mean, no. like, there's a lot not of a problem till it's know. a problem. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Oh, well, you're like, oh, this closet opens 500 times and there's like uh, yeah. 20 pointy glass objects. What the <laughs> hell, Airbnb? Take this crap out of here. <laughs> I'm putting it on the highest <laughs> shelf and we're not getting it down. I don't know. Like when we when we went to the Airbnb, when we switched, when she had the five hour meltdown, the table was a glass table and there it was sure eight was. glass settings. Eight. All eight. <laughs> With yeah. wine glass, regular glass, like the plates, like we're just You're on the Titanic. everything from the table to the counter. She would maybe purposely do it, but if she got mad enough, she could definitely either like hit her hand on the table or I, I, I don't know. Like we're like, we're not trusting her in this mode right now. We need to get all the glass away. Yeah. <laughs> Tamitha walked into my house in Phoenix and was like, oh, that's a choice. Like there was two glass tables in that first room. I'm like, oh God. Mm-hmm. what i'm like oh my gosh yeah well that's our that's our fifth tip the table for five has a fifth tip of don't book the freaking airbnb with a goddamn glass dining table <laughs> or yeah. actually you know another thing i don't do because i did learn the hard way i did this at, at, at phoenix sky harbor one time is i do not rent a car when i land after traveling with her from sort of leaving the house the whole ordeal to getting there the last thing she needs to stand in line because oh, you all gosh. know how long I agree. those freaking yeah. car rentals are even if you're like the second person in line yeah. you know you're there for two hours yeah and then I he tries to sell you so everything much. and you yeah. just want to get the dang car and get out of it so somehow you agreed on these obscene charges every day and i drove <laughs> away in a freaking mustang convertible that had some g some crazy engine it was a terrible rental experience. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that too. The rental car line after no. you've been traveling all day, not too a much. good choice. So not I don't do that. Choice. I Uber everywhere now with her. It's just then I'm not stressed about driving in a city I don't know. And let's admit it, driving is not my strong suit on a good day. So, you know, I don't <laughs> want to have to navigate in a city I don't know. So I we just take Ubers. Makes it much, much Which simpler. is nicer when you don't have car seats. Like we... yeah usually have someone pick us up if we can but we have we do often have to do a rental car because of the car seat situation and oftentimes I'll just pay the extra dollars to rent a car seat from the rental yeah. company instead of carrying that crap on the airplane, on the airplane no thank yeah. you for yeah, that we are, a, we are a renter person too because then at least she's in that containment that we we can like let her buck in the car but we so it gets us to like a safe spot without a driver Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't know. Alyssa's never been in an Uber. I don't know how she'd react to that. Well, I know <laughs> how she did the return of the rental card. We can only imagine if she had to get out of Jason's Buick. <laughs> or yeah, and then into Molly's on the CRV. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards. Listen, you guys need to listen back to the episode. Uh we'll we'll link it in the comments, but that is a dang oh, good episode. It was so our funny. first our first no reservation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the so dang funny. So dang funny. Last note on this travel episode, since our editor already left, I just (laughs) want to say, what are you guys doing? Not this Monday, but the next Monday. We'll be taping. Oh, that sounded so 83 of me. We'll be recording the we've just left our trip. I cannot believe that we get to meet together and then our no reservations will be after we've been together. I just love you guys so much. I can't wait to see you in person. It's coming so fast. Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. I can't wait. 
Love you guys. It's actually exciting. Love you. Hey, love you. Thank Bye, you, everyone. Thank you for Bye. joining us. Thank you for joining us at the table for this episode. Check out the description to find where you can sign up for our newsletter, how to become a supporter, and find links to us individually. Join us next Monday for more. And while you wait, check out our content on Facebook and Instagram. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen. To contact us, you can email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com. We can't wait to sit with you again.